now Ryan Aber from the Oklahoman as we talk a little Oklahoma Sooners football. Ryan, it's been a little minute since you and I have had a chance to visit about the Sooners, and uh, spring ball has passed by us, and things are looking good, but I wanted to ask you about a couple of players that are no longer with the team. That's Bridges and McGowan, and uh, they've made an exit, and what does that do to the roster of the Sooners going into the summer? Well, I think it, uh, first of all, running back where, where Seth McGowan uh, made an impact last year, especially early in the season before Ramondre Stevenson returned from his suspension. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were able to get Eric Gray, the, the uh, T transfer. Obviously, they've got Kennedy Brook uh, coming back, moved Mikey Henderson, who uh, got some playing time last year as a freshman as a, a H-back, a fullback type. Uh, they moved him to back. So I, I think they're in all right shape there. I think certainly they wouldn't mind adding a little bit of extra depth there uh, to, to make up for Seth McGowan's absence. Uh, but I, I think they're okay there. Uh, wide receiver is a spot where they expected Trajan Bridges to, to do big things for them uh, this year. You know, he came in as a five-star with uh, all kinds of hype. Obviously had a couple other guys in D.O. Weiss and Jay Hazelwood who were in the same situation, uh, except for Weiss last year. Uh, know those guys have put up uh, really big numbers, but they expected big things out of him. So uh, that's going to lead to increased role for some of these freshmen that came in. Guys like Mario Williams, uh, Cody Jackson, I think is going to get a chance. And um, it'll it'll be interesting to see how much those young guys uh, play. And also, I I think it's going to mean another season of of increased playing time for Drake Stoops after he sort of had a breakout season a year ago. So they've got a lot of talent at both those positions, uh, but certainly losing those guys uh, didn't help, especially in the wide receiver spot. Ryan, obviously the, the offense is going to get most of the attention, and rightfully so, and you got the playmakers that Oklahoma has. But to me, I'm more curious about this defense under Grinch and, and the progression of them. How much better can they be this season? Well, I think it's a chance to be uh, significantly better. I mean, you look at the depth uh, up front for them, and yes, they lose Perkins there, but they, they bring back Isaiah Thomas, who, who was really versatile, was able to play inside and outside. Dylan Redmond comes back, who uh, was their uh, sack leader a couple years ago, even with Ronnie Perkins on the team. He comes back after uh, 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 opting out a year ago. And, and then a guy that I think uh, a lot of people are expecting big things from, and I think can take a big leap forward is Perry on Winfrey, who was really disruptive at the end of the last year, uh, but he wasn't able to uh, translate that into big numbers as far as tackles, sacks, things like that. It was a lot of almost, you know, forced, uh, you know, Brock Purdy out of the pocket a ton in the big 12 championship game, but couldn't quite get to him to bring him down. I think if he's able to to make that next step forward and make those plays turn into uh, sacks, tackles for loss, things like that, he's got a chance to be a first-round type of guy. I think their depth they're building, especially up front on the defense side, gives them a chance to be uh, quite a bit better. And a guy that I didn't even mention there, uh, Nick Benito, who uh, might be the best returning uh, defensive player uh, in the Big 12 after last year, at least uh, according to the analytics. So, um, yeah, I think Alex Grinch's uh, group has a chance to be significantly better. We'll see how they're able to, to translate that, especially on the back end uh, where uh, they lose, lose a couple guys in Trey Brown and Trey Norwood who have just made a ton of plays over the last few seasons. 
Ryan Aber with us here on ESPN Central Texas. And, and Ryan, after the spring, some have said that, you know, this may be the best year for OU to compete for that national championship, get into that Final Four, and have a, a really legitimate shot at getting to the championship game and winning it all because of Spencer Rattler returning at quarterback. Just, is that the same thing that you're seeing coming after the spring? And just high, high, how high is that ceiling for Spencer Rattler? Oh, yeah, the, the ceiling's just uh, out, out of this world. I mean, you, you look at the throws that he was able to make last year, the progression that he was able to go through after some early struggles and those losses to, to Kansas State, Iowa State, being benched in the first half of the, the Texas game, he really grew from those experiences. And I think that he's got a chance to make a big leap forward this year. Uh, but uh, the, the thing about this team, I think, that makes it uh, more likely to win a playoff game and, and do some damage if they're able to make the playoffs than some of those other teams because they've had great quarterback play for uh, a lot of Lincoln Riley's tenure here is just that defense. Um, if the defense is able to play at a level, uh, they can get them uh, in that position. I think they've got a chance to be successful in a way uh, that they haven't those teams that had Baker Mayfield and, and Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts. Ryan, how do you see the reduction of padded practices and the elimination of physical drills like the Oklahoma drill impacting college football? Yeah, I, I think there's no doubt it's going to make an impact. I mean, I, I, you know, trying to, I, I wish I could pop off who, whose story I was reading the, the other day but uh, about this, but uh, talk to Navy's coach and, and the way that they approached the preseason practice last year without any contact, and then they go out there the first game of the season and uh, – you know, BYU just pushed them all over the field. And, and I, I think it's going to lead to some sloppy play early in the season. Um, but I, I think really as the, the season goes on, as you get into conference play and things like that, I, I think it's going to pretty much be uh, a return to normal. I mean, it's not like these guys are practicing a ton uh, with contact during the season anyway. Uh, but it could make some of those early season games a little bit more sloppy. Um, but I understand why they're doing it for, for health and safety reasons and uh, you know certainly want to take care of the players as much as possible, but there's no doubt going to be some, uh, some consequences to that, uh, like I said, especially early in the season and, and really probably in bowl, bowl games as well as they uh, have those, those weeks off uh, leading up to it. Ryan, do you think that recruiting is going to take a, a drastic change because of the transfer portal and the eligibility right away? And, you know, Oklahoma's a team that looked at the JUCOs a lot and brought some of those players in because of their experience and being able to plug them in a little bit. Is, is it going to change now? Are they going to start digging into the transfer portal more than JUCO? And does that hurt the JUCO players? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about it. They're really, both those things. But, I mean, heck, you, you look at the, the transfer portal and the way it was set up uh, even this year. Uh, you know, they go out and get three guys from Tennessee um, to, to, you know, Wanya Morris to help them at, at, on the offensive line. Uh, Eric Gray and, and Key Lawrence are running back and a, and a defensive back to fill up the holes. And I think you're going to see uh, more and more of that, more and more guys entering the portal. I think it's going to be guys that are in, uh, you know, situations, power five situations where they're struggling or a group of five situations that are going to want to move up. And, and then you're going to have some other guys who uh, signed with the power schools 
uh, you know, the OUs of the world, the Alabamas, who don't find playing time quickly and decide they want to go somewhere where they can't play quickly. So I think it's going to be a two, two-lane street. But, uh, you know, there's no putting this genie back in the bottle. It, it's, uh, it's here. It has changed the complexion of college football, and I think it will continue to, especially as we see the, uh, the uh, uh, consequences, uh, for better or worse, of the, uh, the one-time transfer rule. Ryan, as you look at the NFL draft unfold, which Sooner, in your opinion, landed in the best spot for them? Oh, gosh. That's a, I mean, it, it's hard not to say Creed Humphrey. Uh, to be at a spot like Kansas City, to be able to, to step into an offensive line like that, especially one that has a guy that he's really familiar with in Orlando Brown, to have the quarterback that he has in Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but uh, also I, I look at a guy like Ramondre Stevenson to, to wind up with the Patriots, uh, the, uh, you know, what he uh, did well, um, I think fifth, fits in really well with what uh, what they're doing up there. And, and I think he's got a chance to be be really successful in Bill Belichick's uh, group. You know, he's a guy I think that, uh, that sort of like a Damian Williams who, who came out of OU and, and wound up having a great year for the Chiefs a couple of years ago. I think he's a guy who could almost be a better NFL player than he was a college player. And he was a really good college player for them this year. Ryan Aver with the Oklahoma Talking Sooners with us here on ESPN Central Texas. Ryan, as always, appreciate the time. Go out and have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. Always enjoy it, guys. Thank you all for having me, and have a good one.